0: All right, welcome back to Newsmax Daily for Monday, April 3rd, 2023. It's the 93rd day of the year, and we are just humming right along. Passover begins later in the week. This Friday is Good Friday, followed by Easter Sunday, of course, and 15 days until Tax Day, which is April 18th this year. And let me be the first to remind you that you can file an extension. It's really not that big of a deal. But if you owe money, the interest and penalties will start right away. And be careful how much you stretch those deductions, because pretty soon there will be thousands of new IRS agents cracking down on your little home business. Florida Senator Rick Scott, the former governor who I like to consider a close acquaintance, last week suggested that Congress take the money or some of the money that the Biden administration is going to use to hire those 80 some odd thousand IRS employees and use it to put police officers in schools. And whether you like that proposal or not, I like any suggestion or conversation about making schools safer. Also on the calendar, today is National Chocolate Moose Day, which you may have had if you went out to eat over the weekend. It is perhaps one of my all-time favorite desserts. And congratulations to the LSU Tigers beating Iowa 102-85, the highest scoring national championship game ever, LSU coach Kim Mulkey. I think
1: my- of dares of joy. I'm so happy for
0: everybody back home in Louisiana. And you can only imagine the party that's going on back home in Baton Rouge. She becomes the first woman's college basketball coach to lead two different teams to national championships. She won the first one at Baylor. Tonight, UConn and San Diego State will play for the men's NCAA championship. Last week, I mentioned that FAU, Florida Atlantic University, who San Diego State beat on an incredible buzzer beater over the weekend, is about a mile, mile and a half down the road from the Newsmax Studios in Boca Raton, Florida. It's also about an hour away from from the University of Miami. So it was complete mayhem in South Florida on Saturday, then of course followed by massive disappointment with both teams losing. But congratulations to both FAU and the U on incredible runs to the Final Four. Aside from college basketball and more severe weather pounding several states, again from the Midwest all the way to New Jersey, the announced indictment of President Trump continued to dominate the news over the weekend. Oh, and speaking of severe weather, this should have gotten more coverage than it did over the weekend. town of Rolling Stone will be back, and we'll be with you every step of the way. And I, did I what did I say? I, I didn't. I said Rolling Fork, Rolling Stone. I got my mind going here. That was President Biden during his Friday visit to Rolling Rock. No, I'm just kidding. Rolling Fork, Mississippi where 25 people were killed by tornadoes last weekend. And look, we all screw up, right? It's just a lot worse if you're the president and he's also 80 years old. But he said multiple times, Rolling Stone, before he made that correction. And as you know, he's been making these kinds of gaffes for years. It's not just because he's 80 years old. Let's go back to 2007. (laughs) the first sort of
2: mainstream African American who was articulate and bright and, and clean Nice
0: looking guy. I mean, that's a, storybook, man. a bright, articulate, clean African-American. It's storybook, man. Joe Biden describing then-presidential candidate Barack Obama to a reporter from the New York Observer. And forget about Donald Trump. Just imagine any Republican in any position saying that because, you know, Republicans, all of them, the whole party, are racists. Today, President Biden visits a Cummins Power Generation Facility in Minnesota, where he'll speak again at a Cummins facility. What can go wrong there? Donald Trump, the first former U.S. president in history to face criminal charges, is expected to be arraigned in Manhattan tomorrow. The arraignment is when formal charges against the accused are read by the judge. It's when Donald Trump and the rest of us will find out what exactly the charges are. This is also when he'll be arrested. His attorney, Joe Tacopino, was on ABC's This Week Sunday.
3: I'm sure they'll try and get every ounce of publicity they can from this this thing. Uh, The president
0: will not be put in handcuffs. Um, As far as the mugshot's concerned, perp walk, I mean, uh, you know, as I said, I'm sure they'll try to make sure they get some, you know, joy out of this by, by parading him. That's what President Trump's attorney is expecting to happen tomorrow. Meanwhile, the news broke live on Newsmax Sunday that Donald Trump, in true Donald Trump fashion, is planning to give a prime-time post-arraignment speech tomorrow night.
1: Jason Miller, we have a minute left. What's the next move here? How is the president feeling?
3: So President Trump is very much emboldened. He's very strong. He feels the support from all the people who are backing him. And so tomorrow on Monday, he'll be flying up to New York, of course, head down to the courthouse on Tuesday morning. And then it's going to be announced here very shortly where President Trump is going to be giving a speech on Tuesday night at Mar-a-Lago, 8.15 p.m. I think the entire world will be watching just how strong and just how fervent he is that we must continue this Make America Great Again movement because you can't have Trump policies without President Trump. Nobody wants to go see the tribute band when the Rolling Stones are still playing. They're here for President Trump, and the Republican Party is solidly behind him. And as Jimmy pointed out, even in the general election, he has a decisive lead over Joe Biden.
1: Wow. wow, did you just hear that? That's some breaking news right there, that there will be a speech by former President Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago 8-15 mm-hmm. Tuesday night after he is arraigned and processed here in Good. New York City on Tuesday afternoon. So, of course, we'll be covering it here at Newsmax. I hope I'm not no. jumping on the, no. you hey, know, telling folks what to you. do, but I'm assuming <laughs> that, that we'll be here and we'll be covering that. So thank you, Jason Miller. Jason
2: for- Miller, that great <laughs> information, and I will bet you that will be one of the most watched speeches in the history of the United States. I have goosebumps to think about a
1: president who has just been indicted and he is that brave because you do have to, he has that much courage to come out and say, you know what, I'm going to address the American people regarding this injustice.
0: That was Sunday afternoon during Newsmax's special coverage of the Trump indictment. Again, that announcement coming from senior Trump campaign advisor Jason Miller. And Newsmax will have the speech live on Tuesday night around 8.15 Eastern. Meanwhile, a new ABC poll shows 55% of Americans do not support the indictment of President Trump. Veteran New York defense attorney Ken Belkin spoke with Saturday report on how Trump's legal team
3: may fight the case. They got to attack this in three fronts legally. They've got to move to dismiss. Uh, based on the statute of limitations, that's the strongest argument, in my opinion. They've got to move for a change of venue because Trump cannot get a fair trial in New York City. It's just not possible. Anyone who says he can is either delusional or lying to you. And
4: by, by the way, Ken, one of the places, I talked to Alan Dershowitz, and he suggested Staten Island. Your yes, old stomping I,
2: I, I, I agree with that. I think if you're going to stay in New York City, that's probably the only venue that's somewhat fair. The only issue there, and Counselor, I'll, I'll bring it back to you. There's so much notoriety. How could you possibly find a jury that hasn't been reading about this and talking about this? Right, anywhere in this, the country, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere in the world, <laughs> anywhere, anywhere in the world. Just about, uh, you know, Ken. Just very quickly on that.
3: I mean, the the publicity. Of course, he's the president of the United States, a former president, the leader of the free world. Uh, there's not a person on God's green earth that doesn't know him, except for maybe some aboriginal tribe that has been totally isolated from modern civilization.
4: You're right, Uh, and they probably know who Trump is too. I bet you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they have the trial on the island of Maui. I don't know, but he's not going to get a fair trial anywhere on this planet. Uh, Everyone has a bias towards him. But besides that. This case shouldn't have even been brought in the first place. We have statutes of limitations. Even if it's a felony, there's a max statute of limitation of five years in the state of New York. That's defense attorney Ken Belkin on Saturday Report with Rita Cosby.
0: Newsmax correspondent Mike Carter, meanwhile, took to the streets of New York this weekend to ask people what they think. They just don't want him to be president again. Free Trump. I think we're playing party politics here. Doesn't seem legitimate. If it was any other president, I don't think that we would be having this at this point.
2: Is it possible for Donald Trump to get a fair trial in this city? I don't know. No, he will not. Could he get a fair trial anywhere in this country? Texas, Florida, probably.
1: As far as it being a bad president, it's only a bad president if somebody else commits a whole string of crimes the way Trump did.
2: Would this be happening if Donald Trump wasn't running for president?
3: Nope, it wouldn't. They don't like Donald Trump.
1: I've been protesting here since
3: Trump won. I'm here because I feel like this is the first overt step towards justice. This happened like seven years ago. And they're just trying to pull it out because he's leading in polls right now. Alvin Bragg is my DA. Since he's been in the crime, is horrific. Alvin Bragg needs to go after the rapists, the robbers, all the older crime in New York. He's not doing that, but he's going after a president whose name was cleared. He's letting criminals
2: go. And he's targeting crimes that other prosecutors have turned away. It's a payback system. That's a banana republic.
1: they want to stop him from getting elected, this would be the right time to target him.
2: Does this help Donald Trump in the long run, or does this hurt his chances to become president again?
1: I think it'll help him in the long run. Oh, I think they'll see in probably 20 years, they'll see how
4: badly he was treated.
2: All press is good press, right? That's what they say. Who's going to have the last laugh in this, Donald Trump or the Democratic Party and Joe Biden?
4: I believe Donald Trump. I think he's got a lot of things
0: up his sleeve we aren't aware of yet. So there you go. That's what the people think people, potential voters, at least New York voters, and maybe we'll find out more in tomorrow night's speech what Donald Trump may have up his sleeve. You may have seen this on Newsmax over the weekend as well. Potential Trump challenger Ron DeSantis went to Pennsylvania.
2: We resolve to lead by conviction, uh, not by polls. I have never taken a poll uh, about any of these issues that I've championed since I've been governor. Didn't on day one and still haven't to this day. A leader doesn't respond to polls. A leader gets in front of issues, identifies what needs to be done, sets the vision, executes the vision, delivers the results, and guess what happens when you do that? the polls change in your direction. So we don't do the polls, we do what is right, and that was our philosophy on day one. We also understood that I could be the best leader in the world, or have the best decisions, I could have great policies as governor, and that's important to do, but if you don't have people around you that put the mission first, uh, and that believe in what you're doing, and don't bring any other agenda, to serving in the administration, you're not gonna be able to get this stuff executed properly. So we let people know from day one, you're either on the team or you pack your bags. And if you're bringing a different agenda, I don't want you here, because this is the people's business we gotta take care of. And finally we said, Uh, I am not going to be like some of these Republicans that just sit around. They're all defensive. They're like potted plants. They don't want to offend the media or offend the Democrats. No, we're going on offense in the state of Florida. And we went on offense from day one.
0: Ronnie D. addressing the Pennsylvania Leadership Conference over the weekend and a new Republican challenger has emerged as well. I'm going to run for president of the United States. Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson telling ABC News he's putting his hat in the ring for the White House in 2024. The 72-year-old Hutchinson is a former senior, uh, former senator, I should say, and former director of the DEA and was a popular governor. With all due respect, save your money. For more on politics and common sense, here's Wendy Bell.
4: The progressive playbook in 10 simple words you never want a serious crisis to go to waste. Rahm Emanuel's description of the left's push towards socialism reveals a simple plan, really. Seize upon an emotional event, a tragic event, and use that emotion to take something important away from the people. Their right to speak freely, gather peacefully, bear arms lawfully, whatever the crisis. Its solution is sold as something necessary for the greater good. The solutions, of course, rarely protect anyone and they never make anything any better. The freedom to bear arms, for instance, if we get rid of all the guns or strangle citizens with rules and regulations that we control, say the Democrats, that will make our society safer. It doesn't. And it's not supposed to. Restrictions and rules represent a slippery slope to tyranny. We know it and they know we know it. The horrific shooting in an elementary school in Nashville, it stunned all of us. But the issue is not about guns. It's not about assault rifles or magazine rounds or bump stocks. It is about mental illness, and America, sadly, is sick. We're told to drag shows for toddlers and porn in school libraries. Renaming pedophiles minor attracted persons. Full-term abortion, normalizing body mutilation and hormone scrambling is about equity and inclusion. Where made up words like cis, queer, non binary, Latinx, pansexual, bopo, bame, heteronormativity, queer baiting, white feminism, fast fashion, low waste, slut shame, toxic masculinity, dead naming, and climate justice are part of a new religion. To bow down at this altar, you must hate yourself and hate America, which is the point the destruction of America from within. To its credit, the progressive left, be they Marxist, socialist or communist, sticks with the plan. Keep America afflicted and addicted. And when the ensuing crisis flares up, blame someone or something else. And if you do it enough times, people will wear down, they'll surrender to angry activists, and they will give up whatever freedom the left claims is actually putting everybody in danger. Before you know it, you will have nothing. You will have nothing and you will be nothing but a sheep. Guns did not kill those poor people in Tennessee this week. A sick woman suffering from mental illness did. Her parents knew it, her doctors knew it, her friends knew it, and no one stopped her. Now tell me, how does taking away my guns change that failure? It doesn't. The crisis the left doesn't want to waste will only be satisfied by complete surrender. And I say, good luck with that.
0: That's Wendy Bell, host of Common Sense, Sundays at 3 30 on Newsmax. And in other news, there was another train derailment Sunday, this time in western Montana. Reports say 25 cars jumped the tracks about 200 miles northwest of Bozeman near the banks of the Clark Fork River. The Sanders County Sheriff's Office didn't say what the train was hauling exactly, but there did not appear to be any hazardous materials on board. We'll be learning more about that today, I'm sure. And there is a huge business deal today on the heels of Wrestlemania. WWE boss Vince McMahon says the company will merge with the UFC, which is controlled by a public company called Endeavor, valuating WWE at more than $9 billion. Not sure what the terms of the deal are, but WWE stock is actually sharply lower this morning. And a quick reminder, if you're not already watching Newsmax TV, you can find it on most major cable systems, including Cox Cable, Verizon, Spectrum, DirecTV, AT&T, u and others, as well as popular platforms like Amazon, Apple TV, Roku, and Pluto. Make sure you have the Newsmax app so you can stay informed and watch all of your favorite shows anywhere, anytime. Thank you so much for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. I'll see you right back here tomorrow. In the meantime, my friend, keep fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it
1: free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.